Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names, All Games. Today is Monday, November 23rd, and the world has gone mad. See what I did there? See what song's playing right now? Uh, up is down, left is right, good is bad. I don't know what's happening. Your Penn State Nittany Lions are 0 and 5 for the first time in program history. We are one of three Power 5 teams currently winless, along with Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Not exactly the company you want to be associated with. Did I say Kentucky? The Kentucky or Kansas? Kansas, Kansas sorry. Same shit. Um, and every team that I said was going to be awful, uh, they all have wins. So Rutgers has a win. Michigan State has a win. Nebraska has a win over us. Illinois has two wins. And Northwestern is 5-0. and oh, this life, this year, this world makes no sense. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host Pat Calicchio. Pat, how you doing, brother? Oh, boy. It's uh, the, the, the one thing I'm holding on to this college football season is my tally site continues. <laughs> continues to keep rolling in. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm up at 63% now, and my tally site IQ out of 100 is 89.2. So I'm I'm just I'm holding on to that. That's really good because I think I'm awful. Um, I made like two picks. I made two picks this week for like Thursday and Friday night games, and then completely forgot to do it um, for the weekend again. So yeah, check out Tally Site. They are not a sponsor, but damn, we're giving them a lot of free press, so maybe they'll sponsor us eventually. If you want to win roughly sixty-three percent of your bets, come on down that, to Pat Calicchio. That's your guy. Um, to make matters worse, uh, we speaking of Pats, uh, to make matters worse, we have lost Pat Fryermuth for the season. Uh, we'll be having surgery to fix a, an injury that happened in the Ohio State game. So I guess he's been playing through some of it. Um, at this point, obviously, it makes a ton of sense for him to not risk any injury, get the surgery he needs so that he is good to go by combine time, uh, by draft time, and, and be ready to start his NFL career. But Pat, we love you. Um, open invite to come on the pod. I, I, I probably should have given you some time to recover, but just threw that out there right away. Um, we'd love to have you on sometime. Um, it's a big loss. It, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, this was – I think he was one of the guys who, aside from being probably the best player we have left, certainly the best player on offense, um, I think he was also like a, an emotional leader. He was a guy who could have opted out, but, you know, was like, no, fuck that. I'm with this team. And to lose him is a is a big hit both in terms of production and guys that you want in the locker room. Yeah, I mean he's one of the ones that was pretty vocal after the first couple of losses, saying like, you know, we got to be more accountable, we got to hold each other accountable, we got to take care of things. So, yeah, huge loss. I'm sure he'll still be around the program if he can be. Um, I don't know, you know, when or where he has the surgery, but um, wish him the best, man. I, I still think he's a very high, very high draft pick. Um, I do many, many mock drafts. If anyone's a draft nut like me. Um, the Draft Network, I think it is, um, has this great simulator. Um, so I do them like all the time because I'm bored and kind of a loser. <laughs> and he consistently goes late, late first round, early second, every single time I'm doing it. He never makes it out of the like top two picks in the second round. Also because I'm drafting with the Jets. So if he's still there at 33, I take him. <laughs> um, but I, I think he's going to be fine. Like Kyle Pitts, sure, maybe he's tight end one because he's healthy and having a great season. But I don't see Pat losing any any draft stock. I think, you know, having whatever surgery. Do we, do we know what the injury was? I think his neck. Oh, geez. Um, as, as long as he can get through that, be healthy, be ready to go, I think he's still, still a premier player, still a, an excellent talent. And, yeah, more than anything, we wish him good health. So, Pat get better soon. Um, but yeah, this game, uh, Penn state loses 41 to 21. Uh, there were some ups, not a lot, but there were a few ups. Uh, there were a lot of downs, uh, every, every week they give you just a little bit of hope, just a glimmer of hope and then snatch it right out. Um, let's get into it, man. Lion and a lamb. Do you have a lion for this week? Who's your MVP? If, if we have to give one, cause we do. Who's your I MVP? Shaka Tony. He had a good game. He had like five tackles, I think two sacks a forced fumble. Uh, I was really happy to see, you know, cause this is a guy who is fighting for like a first round draft pick who's fighting to stay relevant in like a team that has become irrelevant. Uh, and I, he showed, you know, that he's still that guy. Yeah. I thought that was, that was great. 
Yeah, he was actually going to be mine as well. Um, the, the two sacks was awesome to see. And, and he's just playing. I think he's playing consistently better every week. He's, you know, he's not always getting there to the quarterback. The stats aren't showing up, but I think he's still a presence on the edge. Um, every mock I do has him going in the third and fourth right now. So I think finish the year out strong, have a really, really good combine. I don't know if I don't think he gets to first round just because there's too Neither many edge prospects. But yeah. I think he could be I think he could work his way into a late second, early third. Um again, you know, he's put on he put on so much muscle this season. He's moving well even at the two fifty, which I think was something that people probably wanted to see. So I, I think yeah, he, he was gonna be my line as well. Um I mean I'll throw it out to, to Jahan Dotson just because. Um he's the man and I love him. <laughs> but I think Shaka uh, I think Shaka's the guy this week. Flipping over to the other side, Lamb. Do you have a Lamb, or, or are we just sticking with it, not giving it to one person and jumping into it? Um, yeah, I mean, there was no one person that stood out so horrendously to me. It was just a really bad team effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Lamb, uh, we're, we're collective, all of us. That, the that program is, is the Lamb. The week. program. The program. And listen, program includes players, coaches, trainers, administrations, podcasters, bloggers, vloggers, tweeters. Fans, we're all involved. So we collectively are the lamb this week. Um, let's, let's start right off the bat. We have some fun Twitter questions we'll get to later. Thank you guys for, for writing in. But let's start off. Uh, quarterback controversy. Will Levis does get the start. Um, doesn't exactly light it up by any means. Clifford replaces him. And for a hot, hot second, whips his dick out and is like, I'm the man. Fuck for you two guys. passes, he lit it up. Two passes. He was like, I am that Dude, uh, and then as nature happens, regressed to the mean and through two pretty ugly interceptions. Where do you stand on the state of quarterback at Penn State University right now? Honestly, what makes this so hard to say, like to decide, is that I can't tell if Will Levis are the, is the problem or the fact that the coaching staff clearly has – no confidence in the fact that he can consistently pass the ball. Are, are they not setting him up for success or is he currently not good enough to be successful? I can't tell. Um, I've, I've never thought he was a great passer, but I mean, I, he, he threw what, like 12 passes. Uh, this game, he was 13 for 16. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad completion percentage. Sure. You know, but only for, um, for 100 yards. Exactly. Like. But is that because – I don't know if that's because of him. or like I mean, it, it's abundantly clear to me that Shiraka does not think he's a, a legitimate passer. Yeah, it's, it's really tough because he has – so, yeah, 13 for 16, uh, 106, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, rushed the ball 15 times, though. So passed at 16, rushed at 15, um, only averaged 2.3 on the rush, so not great. Uh, he did lose, lose two fumbles. Um, the one, I think, was the pitch to Kivon. Uh, it wasn't a good pitch. Maybe Kivon could have made a, a great play. And, and oh, no, that it, That's on Levis completely. Even if he did make that play, he's gonna, about to get murdered. 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 Yeah, so that one the goes guy on. was right there. I'm not that even one. sure he should have pitched that. No, and no. He, did, he had to pitch it out in front of him. Right. So that one happened, and then mm-hmm. the other one. The, the one thing I'll say that I think I think we see improved a little bit from Levis is – he does stand in the pocket and, and at least assess the field a little bit better. Um, not always, not always, but, but sometimes, and, and that happened on the second fumble is pressure was coming, but he kind of stepped up into the pocket and just ran out of time. Um, so I, I personally, I think like, I think we all, I think all of us understand at this point, it's not just the quarterback issue. Like we have a lot of problems. The offensive line isn't dominating anyone. Receivers takes a little bit for the plays to develop or we're not getting open early. I think, again, our receivers are playing really well, but clearly not, you know, the, the system is not working well enough to, to set our QBs up for success. Maybe you put some of that on Shiraka. Um, to your point about who's a better passer, um, I mean, Levis, so I, I went talking to some friends last week, we said that pass to Pat Frymuth, that deep one wasn't even that great. I went back and looked, it was a pretty damn good pass. He was, you know, rolling out off balance. I, I was drunk while watching it, so I'll give him, We'll give him a pass on that one. No pun intended. Um, but but I think I think he makes some good throws. But then you get fucking Clifford in there this week. That bomb to Dotson, his second touchdown, was gorgeous. That was like, a perfect pass. It was beautiful. Like, why? where is that 80% of the time? It's not going to happen 100. Hell, where is that 65% of the time? Yeah, I mean, he came in and showed you what the exact problem with him this season has been. He threw two incredible passes for touchdowns. And then was horrendous. 
Yeah, yeah, because even the, the first one he came in, it went to Brenton Strange, right? Younger tight end, yeah. um, who will obviously see a lot more work now that Fryermuth is out. And, you know, it wasn't, it didn't light up the world, but he found the open man, dropped it in between coverage, and let Strange do the rest. That was beautiful. I, it made me happy. Um, but the interceptions were just bad. Uh, the first one gets tipped at the line. Um, one, you, you can't throw that ball that low. He, he damn near hit a lineman in the helmet. Um, and even if it does get through, I don't think it's a completion. It might have been intercepted by linebacker or a D-back back there anyway. Uh, the second one was just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, the first one I give a little, to like a, a tiny bit of fault to the O-lineman there. Um, but why the, why the O-lineman? So, I mean, all right, I, I'm by no means an O-lineman expert. This is just like, these are the things I've picked up from talking to people who played offensive line. Mm-hmm. That guy wasn't even engaging his own blocker. You saw him, uh, he was just kind of standing there. Like, he backed up and wasn't trying to rush the passer. When they do that, like, that's generally something that they're looking to tip the ball. Oh, I and see. As an O-lineman, you kind of have to get hands on that guy so he can't do that. Okay. I, 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 I didn't see that. I've spoken to offensive linemen and be like, yeah, when they do that, like, you would literally have to punch them in the stomach. Got it. Got it. Just to make, make, make an effort. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's a good call. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that live and, and honestly didn't know that was a thing. So listeners were learning a little bit. Um, yeah. So that one, I mean, that one sucked, but whatever. Balls are going to get tipped. Yes. You put some faults there. Um, but it was still I, mostly Sean Clifford's fault. Though. Sure. Exactly. But, he, but even if that's the only one, like, all right, you know what? It happens. You still threw two nice touchdown passes. We're in this game. It's a 10 point game yeah. or a 13 point game at that point. The second one is just an, awful pass where a D lineman D tackle like a defensive tackle not not a speed edge rusher defensive tackle jumps up and grabs it and in one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen on his way to a touchdown Euro steps Sean Clifford like he's in the fucking NBA spins Cliff around and just goes in for the score it was like I had secondhand embarrassment watching that like it's just it's ugly yeah there was like I said it was the this was the perfect illustration of Sean Clifford's season. Yeah. Like two throws so have, that you're like, wow, look at this kid. And then two throws were like, wow, look at this kid. Yeah. So it's Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's two completely different quarterbacks in one person. And then there's also the Levis factor. Um, so we have a question from Zach Hubbard, uh, Mr. Hubbs. Oh, 17. Hubba. Do you know him? It's TDX guy. Oh, what's up, TDX guy? Uh, Zach Hubbard, CFP. Um, Mr. Hubbs 17 says, who is going to play quarterback for this team in 2021 uh, related? What did Roberson do to get on Franklin's bad side? So we've been calling for Taquan Roberson for, for a couple of weeks now. Uh, most of Twitter has been, um, he wasn't even dressed this week. So I, I tweeted out, I go, when, when Levis was looking real bad, I go, so Roberson and like 10 people in the replies, he's in a hoodie. He's in street clothes. Yeah. First, first of all, I appreciate you guys telling me that because clearly I wasn't paying attention. How'd you guys notice though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I se- didn't. <laughs> and second of all, what the fuck's going on with him? So to, to Hubbard's question, what did he do? Is, is he, is he somehow hurt and going through an injury? Is he just not, is he in the doghouse for something? I can't imagine. Um, and where do you see this going? Like, who's, who's our quarterback next year? This year is over at this point, right? Like, we've, we've accepted that we're 0-5. Hopefully, we get at least one win in these last couple of weeks. Um, but it's, it is what it is. At this point, you have to, I think, invest in the future as much as you can. Who do you see playing quarterback for us week one, 2021? Yeah, so, like, I, I chalk a lot of this, like, the offensive struggles up to, I think – the guys on our offense don't really get Chiraka's offense yet. You know, I don't, I don't think they're running it properly. We've seen it can work, obviously. Uh, it worked against us plenty fine last year. Um, sure. And, and against a lot of other good teams. And yeah, so that, I, I think, mean, that's also, that's also something that he had a couple of years to build, had a full yeah, regular offseason. Like, I, I don't think they get it yet. And yeah. I think along with Clifford regressing, I think he, he's not there with that offense yet. My guess is there's a legitimate quarterback battle next season. Like, there's not a presumed starter. Unless someone, yep. you know, lights up these last four games or three games, whatever it is left. Uh, we'll have four because we have three regular season and then we'll play yeah. our peer for the other division. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it needs to be, right? Um, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's hard to just write Cliff off completely because 
yeah, he's a big part of this program. I mean, his brother's coming in next year. Like we love Cliff as a person. And of course you want to see him do well, but at this point, I don't think he's our starter. Um, and if he is, I think that means we have either one, he's improved tremendously in the off season or we have a real problem. Um, I, I, I've said, I don't think Levis is the guy. Um, and I've talked to some friends too. And, and uh, I was talking with Tony the other day, shout out Tony. Um, and before this game, he was like, we haven't even seen him. He's looked decent in limited time. Like, how can you make that judgment yet? And like, my answer is it's based on no facts, evidence, anything real. It's, it's, just, just, a gut, a it's just a gut feeling. Like, I don't, I don't think he is the guy, um, which is why I'm calling for Taekwon Roberson. So a lot of people are like writing him off as well. Like kid came in as a four-star prospect um, on the composite 24 seven had him a little bit lower. They had an 88, but the overall composite had him as, as a 90 four-star prospect. Um, what's, what's the, the hurt at this point? And I, I, I guess like the, the, the downside could be throwing someone in who's not ready and, and, you know, quote unquote, ruining him too, or giving him bad experiences or showing the team, like, you know, maybe they don't like showing the team, Hey, we don't care about winning right now, which I mean, like I said, I personally, I think it's, it's, it doesn't matter about what message it is. It's about investing in your future. Why not see what the kid has now so you know if he should be the guy or a guy competing next year? Yeah. Um, Mike, Micah Bowens is a true freshman. He was ranked a little bit lower. Like, I, who knows? But, like, if you have a kid who came in as a four-star, he spent a year in the program already, why not give him a shot? I don't get that. Yeah. And, like, the other big thing to me is if we're going to play Will Levis, you've got to actually let him play. Yeah. They're, they're not. Yeah, you know, they're they're not letting him actually show that he whether or not he is a real passer. Yeah, and I mean my my problem too is like it's it's our our offense becomes so so one dimensional. Um, it's been that way I think with Cliff in general. We we lean towards just an over rushing team, or you know he's going to take off with it. With Levis, yes, he's a bit of a better runner. Yes, he runs a little harder, a little bit more downhill. He's he's a bigger guy, so he can barrel a little bit. But he had fifteen carries. Sean Clifford had six. Our running backs combined had 13. Keziah Holmes, six. Kevon Lee, four. Devin Ford, three. Now, granted, they got involved a little bit more in the past game. Kevon had six catches. Keziah uh, had three. Devin Ford had one. But when your quarterback is running 15, and so 21 times your quarterback ran, and your running backs ran only 13, or like 13, it, it, it's to your point, either we don't trust him as a passer, we don't believe that the offense can work with him as a passer, or we are so delusional that we think him running is going to catch them off guard, which it doesn't really do. Yes, there's yeah. yes, yes, he'll rip a big one here or there, but 15 carries for 34 yards, it's not it's not fooling anyone. Yeah, it's it seems like our running game has gotten to the point where the only way we think we can really successfully run the ball is if they also think we might pass it. Right. Right. And it's yeah, so I, 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 at this point, I don't think Sean Clifford is the future. Cliff, I love you. I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I do not think Sean Clifford is the future. Gut feeling, based on very limited things that we've seen, Levis doesn't get me overly excited. Do I think he could be competent? Do I think he could be slightly above average? Sure, but he doesn't get me super excited. So at this point, our other options are Taquan Roberson, Micah Bowens, and then we look to the future of recruiting. Um, the problem, and, and really what this all comes back to, and, and this is what this whole season comes back to at 0-5, like I jokingly tweeted, I'm so happy this season doesn't count. Like imagine if it did. And some people said like, yeah, it doesn't count, but it will have lasting effects. Like, and of course, like that tweet is me just trying to, to cope and, and ignore it. Like recruits will take notice of this. A lot of them are still tweeting that they're on board, but if you're a four-star, five-star quarterback and you're seeing this happen, you're seeing Michael Johnson Jr. transferred already. You're seeing Roberson's not getting a chance. If Roberson or Bowens don't play at all this year and you're a quarterback in future classes, why would you come to Penn State? Why would you come to Penn State and say, even when things are awful and the quarterbacks that are playing are not playing well, another guy can't get an option, can't get a choice, can't get a chance? Like, blows my mind. I'm already looking forward to Bo Prebola. <laughs> there you go. There if you, if go. you guys want to hear the, just the most like, sexual thing you've ever heard about a Penn State quarterback in like the past two decades, let me read this to you. Pribola is excelling in many ways, and it begins with his accuracy and goes beyond his 
ridiculous completion percentage. He's putting the ball not only just where the receiver can get to it, but in most cases where the receiver can make a play after the catch. He's showing nice touch on the deep ball and, and from the move in the pocket. I mean, come on. Come pretty, on. It's pretty that, damn that's just like good. like all the problems we have. <laughs> it's, you're, you're describing my perfect quarterback prospect. Like everything I want in a quarterback – that's him. That's just um, all the things we haven't had in a long time. So b- before, before we get too excited, Bo Pribula, Pribula, I don't know how you say it, is a commit for the 2022 class. I know. So we have some time. Uh, we do have Christian Vailleux, Vailleux, French, I think, coming in next year. Um, so, yeah, let's look, at, let's look ahead at, at the QBs a little bit. Next year. Uh, I've watched Chris- some tape on him, and he look, I like his, the way his accuracy looks. I don't think he throws overly hard, but he, he looked to be pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, I I try not to like I love I love recruiting. I think you guys know that by now. I try not to fall in love with prospects too much unless they're like the stud studs because in the world of recruiting, the way things go is one of two things. You are an Alabama or an Ohio State who consistently gets five stars and you just know that like most of them are going to pan out and one one or two aren't going to work. Or you're a team like us where you get the the handful of fours and fives that are like great, awesome, love them. And then you look at those three stars and you're like, "Man, this guy he should be a high four star. I think he's going to be a four star. He's probably going to outplay his ranking. Like, and you just build this up in your head for every three star that we get, because that's kind of just the world we live in. So I am not, I, I don't know really like, cause a lot of times too, when you watch clips of these guys, they like their highlight tapes for a reason. You only see the good, you know, I'm not breaking down full film. I think this Christian kid looks, looks fine. Um, but to, again, to put things in perspective, he is ranked, uh, he's a three star. He is the number 20, pro style passer in the class so that doesn't include dual threats so he's probably even lower in that sense um rankings can be wrong that's fine but as i tweeted out the other day ohio state now has a five-star quarterback in three straight classes like that's the difference that's where we're at and this this isn't even be, being negative or being like sad or down on us like just state of affairs the reason we find ourselves in situations like this where we're like Clifford, not great. Levis, not great. I don't know. No one's really that great. It's because we consistently recruit average to slightly above average quarterbacks. That's how it's going to play out. I've got a uh, – this is going to sound a little bit like sour grapes, but I've got a funny uh, Ohio State story about that. Let's do uh, it. So there's a, a comedian uh, out here I'm friends with, played football at UConn. And, uh, you know, several years back he was talking to then-UConn coach Joe Moorhead, Oh, Moorhead, coach at UConn? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, like, the, he was going, hey, coach, you know, the word on the street is that Terrell Pryor's out there looking for a deal. <laughs> and Joe Moorhead goes to him, well, he won't have any trouble finding one. <laughs> and he then, of course, signs with Ohio State. <laughs> oh, that is salacious. That is, that is, I will not confirm nor deny any reports, but I, I'll say this. I do hate when uh, – Anytime we tweet, like I tweeted about that, like uh, Ohio State has three five-star quarterbacks in a row now, and someone tweeted like the gif of Kim K throwing money. Like anytime you bring it up, people are always like, well, it's because they're paying them. And maybe they are, maybe it's true. <laughs> but I, I just, I hate that. As, I hate that as the default answer. No, it's also because they're winning and they're constantly a tough routine. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, so when, when we talk about future quarterback, we'll wrap up this combo and move to something else. Um, like I said, we have Vaya. Bayou, I don't know how you say it. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, in the 2021 class, he is the 20th ranked pro passer. Um, Ohio State in that class has a kid named Kyle McCord from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is the number three pro style passer. He is a ranked 98.77. That would instantly put him in the top 10 of all time. Nittany Lion recruits just ahead of Miles Sanders. He would be number number nine. So, Flip that let, kid. Flip let, that kid immediately. Let me take a guess at who the number two and one pro-style passers are going to. Uh, Clemson and Alabama. Probably. Uh, I can look that up. But <laughs> Maybe I Texas A&M. I don't know. Ooh, ooh, interesting. No, this is a weird year. The number one pro-style passer going to Washington. What? And the number two pro-style passer, J.J. McCarthy, to Michigan? Why, why would you sign on there when Harbaugh is probably going to be getting the boot soon? Well, maybe, uh, maybe that'll change. Who knows? Um, but anyway, my, my point being, some, someone tweeted that when I, I did the whole 
three, three five-star quarterbacks. Someone goes, it's time to flip Kyle McCord, the kid from PA, and give him a guarantee that he will start immediately. <laughs> I was like, honestly, like it won't happen, but not a bad idea. Um, all right, what else from this game? Uh, the, run, the running game, it pisses me off. I already talked about that, that our, our running backs get 13 carries when our quarterbacks get 21. I don't blame our running backs at this point. I don't think they're running poorly. I think Kevon had a nice touchdown to start. Kaziah has shown some things. But when you're only getting three, four, and six touches each per game, how can you get a momentum? How can you get a rhythm? Like, piss me off. Yeah, it's, you know – I may you can go with maybe because we fall behind, we start abandoning the run game, but yeah. the quarterback's still getting plenty of runs. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, so it sucks. Uh, defense in general is just not great. Um, we, we let up a lot of points constantly. Um, sure. Sure. The, the interceptions don't help. Fumbles don't help, but we're just, we're not great in general. Um, I don't have a ton to like dive in on this particular game. Anything like you really want to highlight before we get into some of these questions? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of these things that like, I'd have to sit down and watch film to tell you what's wrong with our defense. And I still probably couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, uh, so no much chance. smarter than me could. Um, but there, there, there's individuals playing well in the defense. Yeah. There just yeah. seems to be no cohesive success. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's tough, right? It's, it's a weird year where we're, we're losing constantly. So like, yes, of course. And the tackling to... is awful. The, the tackling is terrible. And, and you see, it sucks because you see some like older guys on Twitter or like Penn State alum football players. Like they'll just tweet out like the face palm emoji or come on, got to tackle better. Like they're not actively chirping them, but like, they're like, come on. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not great. It's not a great situation uh, to answer at Gulfport lawyer, whose Twitter name is username. Uh, so my question is, do we really even need a recap at this point? No, we don't. So we're not going to waste too much time talking about the game. We're 0-5. Everything kind of sucks. Uh, let's go through these Twitter questions. Uh, so Zach Hubbard, who's going to play quarterback for this team in 2021, you say battle. I say, I think if I had to put money on it for 2021, I would say it's someone other than Clifford or Levis. I, I think that's where we're at, and I think it should be. Hey, you got you to gotta move to the youth and try something new. Um, Next question comes from Jeffrey Wallacer Jr. Sean Fitz and Tyler Donahue, those are the guys over at Lions 24-7, do excellent work, um, pointed out that none of the assistant coaches are made available to the media after the game. Instead, it's the players having to answer the tough questions on why this season is such a disaster. Why do you think they are not made available? Seems unfair. I agree. It's very unfair, but I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of the post games. Like, I watch clips here and there. I haven't noticed. Do you know if, if in years past our – assistants are are typically made available post game i have no idea i don't either but i don't really recall it like i I remember most of the time each week we hear from james franklin and like two or three players i don't really like remember a week to week assistant coaches if we like bowl game and like uh big 10 media days yes like we've seen like brent pride talk we've seen some of the coordinators talk but week to week i and i could be very wrong so jeffrey and and Honestly, I'm sorry, Sean Fitz and Tyler Donnie, who know very well because they're legit, like, beat writers. Um, I can't remember a ton that I've ever seen in the past or that I've been, like, super invested in, even if they have been available. Yeah, I mean, this could just be as simple as James Franklin wants one message coming out from the coaching staff. Um, true, true. Could just be as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad so, – so I'll say this, and, and this is because this is me being ignorant and not knowing. If historically – coaches have been made available and this year he's deciding not to that's weird to me i, I think I see it's a weird move if so very, very weak if that's true um because again that like you you know and it, he always takes responsibility he says i'm the head coach i gotta take it but like at the very least if if historically coaches have been made available at the very least you should have pry and Shiraka available every game uh yeah. so like jeff says these kids should not be having to answer um on the flip side of things i would I would have to say this is some pretty excellent media training for the players to go through. Uh, I don't think that's Franklin's intention or anything like that, but if you want to give a bit of a positive spin on a bad situation, um, help better, better time than any to, to learn how to handle tough situations with the media. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to look into that one. Jeffrey, good question. Thank you for, for writing in, but I, I honestly don't know. Uh, for the bloggy, our friends reach out said, assuming the pandemic makes the 2021 offseason as clunky and as weird as the 2020 offseason, would you think twice about making major changes on the coaching staff? So, oh, God, yes. 
So as, as the state of the world we live in right now, um, you know, coronavirus ca cases are increasing pretty much everywhere. A lot of cities are doing second lockdowns or preparing for second lockdowns. Like this winter is not going to be normal. Even if we get a vaccine, things are going to be weird for a little bit. So yeah, to his point, the, the 2021 off season will likely be clunky. Uh, so Pat, we heard your initial gut answer there, but expand on that a little bit, uh, making major changes to the coaching staff. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, and listen, there's a part of me that's like, that has wanted Brent Pry fired at points during the season, but I'm also just looking at like, you took a guy who I think proven successful offensive coordinator in Kirk Shiraka, um, who we looked at, I think with pick six previews, mm -hmm. we looked at how literally every season he's been with the team, he's improved their offensive output. And it's thus far been a disaster um it brought in uh phil troutwine who i think you know his track record is also pretty proven and thus far it has not really worked out um and I, like i said you you bring in two very good names yeah. and it hasn't been successful because they haven't been able to i think properly work with the team i wouldn't do it again in an abbreviated off season yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of tough. So, I mean, I think on the offensive side, like, there's no reason to make a huge change. One, you just invested in Kirk, who, like you said, is proven. You give him time. Uh, Troutwine, I'm not, I'm not going to write him off. Uh, Stubblefield, Taylor Stubblefield, wide receivers coach, was also new, doing a great job, yeah. <laughs> seemingly. Um, so, I, I really don't think anything on the offensive side needs to change. Um, it just doesn't. Now, that defensive side is a different story. Um, do I think you get rid of Brent Pry in this kind of year where things are crazy? Probably not. Do I think it's deserved? Maybe. Do I think it's maybe not deserved? That's a harsh word. Sorry, Brent. I love you. Um, do I think it's time for a change? Maybe. Um, but it's it's really tough to do if this offseason is going to be as clunky and as weird as last one was because we're, we're seeing the ramifications of making a change, not being able to fully install. Um, I mean, we have some new new people on the defensive side, too. John Scott Jr., new defensive line coach, right? We've had the rest of the defensive staff, I think, at least for a year or two together. But, like, consistency is is so important right now that I can't see them doing anything major. Um, Lefty Marlins uh, re replied to that. Another, another friend of ours uh, would maybe change up the defensive staff, but Kirk has not nearly been as bad as what people are making out, him out to be. How many times have we had open guys and our QBs can't get off their read? To your point, I don't think they fully grasp it or understand it, but it's not to say that it's not working yet. Um, yeah, so, so I think that's all fair. Uh, and a quick note to, to the people who are saying, like, will James Franklin get fired because of this? Will he be gone? His buyout is $38 million. He is not going anywhere. Especially not after a year where we just didn't bring in any revenue. Right, exactly. So, like, <laughs> ju just from a logistics standpoint, he is not going anywhere for, I would say, at least two years. Like, if, if this, this year we're going to suck, if next year is really, really bad, I think there might even be one more just from a financial. Like, it, it's tough to buy that out. Um, yeah, I, I don't want Franklin gone. I'm not saying I do. But if things get progressively worse, it's, I still think it's going to take a little bit of time before we get there. Um, Jeffrey Wallerser Jr. Okay, this actually, let's shout out Jeffrey Wallerser Jr. Because this is probably my favorite question. I don't know ever, but at least this season that we've gotten. If you were to give the 2020 Penn State season a real movie title, what movie title would you use? So not making one up. This is a movie that exists, but you would use it to describe this season. What movie title would you use? I have one and I'm hoping you don't take it. You go first because I didn't see this beforehand. I got to come. Oh, up damn. Well, prepare, man. Um, I, I actually have two, but I have one that, that came to mind instantly and it's uh, Dazed and Confused. I think that just makes a lot of sense. One, for how we look on the field very often how these games feel when we're done and then how my brain feels when I'm trying to do this podcast and kind of put everything together. I just feel a little dazed and confused. Our offense, they look a little dazed and confused. Our defense when letting up huge plays is dazed and confused. So yes, I go with that movie. Okay. Um, any off the top, hmm. any off the top of your head? Sorry to put you on the spot here. First one that comes to mind is just the classic Beatles movie help. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. Um, I have one other that, that I actually had to look up. I did not know this movie existed, um, but I'd like to watch this now. It's a movie or a documentary from 2005. Scream. I could go with Scream. Scream's a good one. 
this one is uh, from 2005. It's called Fuck, a documentary on the word. <laughs> That's, <a good> one. <laughs> That's the season in a nutshell. Also, this, this movie, this movie apparently stars Drew Carey, Bill Maher, and like a bunch of other people. So it's got to be a good documentary. So yeah. how, would, how would I describe this season with a movie title? Fuck. Like that. <laughs> uh, great question, though. So if you think of any more as you go, you can, you can pepper those in. But I, Help and Scream are both pretty damn good. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. Um, Sweens. Uh, you know, we'll save that one for the end. He's, he's closing things out lately. Uh, CJ Scalzetti, best PSU game you attended. I think we've done that. I think we did this like on our, one of our first ever episodes. Um, and I think it was one of the ones where we were stupid drunk. We've learned not to do that anymore. <laughs> um, best Penn State game you've attended. Uh, CJ says 2005 whiteout for me. Second was 1995 against Michigan at home in the snow. Pat, what's the best ones you've ever attended? Um, it's pretty close between 2010 Michigan um, I did the Nittanyville, uh, the Paternoville at the time. Nice. Uh, got like real close behind the goalpost. It was awesome. And I believe it was Joe's 400th win in the snow with the, with the missed field goal. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it, it's between those two for me. Yeah. I was at that one as well. The 400th. I think that was against Illinois. I want to say. Um, maybe either Illinois. Maybe that, or no, no. I, Northwestern was the, the win, the 400th. I was at Illinois, which was the last game he ever coached. We didn't know that at the time. Yeah, we didn't know that at the time, but ended up being the last one. Um, for me, best ones I've ever attended. Um, number two is a, it's a close second, but it's the Rose Bowl um, against USC, where it was just that back and forth game constantly. Um, Trace Saquon had that incredible run. Godwin made big plays. It was it was one of the best games I've ever seen live, and we just unfortunately lost at the very end. So that kind of sucked. Uh, and number one for me, um, I, I I wasn't at uh, I wasn't at the block and return against Ohio State. I wasn't at the four overtime Michigan game. I graduated by this point, so I missed a lot of like the the stalwarts from that era. Uh, number one for me is the Big Ten championship uh, that got us to that Rose Bowl, our only Big Ten championship, 2016. It was literally the best game I've ever been at. Um, I was in California at the time, impulsively bought a flight to Indy. Friends from New York drove the 13 or 15 hours, whatever it is. We met up, just drank all weekend, hung out with other fans around Lucas Oil Stadium is a six stadium for a game like that. And to have our hearts like ripped out within the first quarter, first quarter and a half, we were down like 21-7, I think it was, to come back that gorgeous, gorgeous, you want to talk about like football porn, trace to Saquon on the wheel route, take the lead and never look back. It was hands down the best game I've ever been to. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can get back to another one. So I can go to another big 10 champion. Um, all right. Last one. Sweens will wrap us up here. Uh, so you guys doing top five Thanksgiving items, or how about we just do a recap of what some of our guys are doing in the NFL these days. Um, Amani having a great season in Detroit. Yes, he is. He had an interception this week, which is great. Um, yeah, we, we don't have it off the top right now, but I think we should bring that back. The you know guys in the NFL, we, we haven't been doing it just because oftentimes there's more to talk about. Right now, not so much. Um, and shout out or haha got you to the Penn State football official Twitter account. Um, beginning of the season, I started doing video recaps of Penn Staters in the NFL. After one week of doing that or two weeks of doing that, they started doing it and copied me. So I was like, well, fuck, their video editors are a lot better. Bastards. Yeah, but like they're, they're much better at what they do. Like, I'm, I'm good. Let them have it. They did it for like two weeks and gave up. Now they're back to just the article. So means to your question maybe i'll start doing that again putting together a quick weekly highlight reel of our guys in the nfl um amani doing good things alan robinson consistently if he's a bear next year i'm gonna i'll probably just scream um he's he, he needs to get out of that team um and there's, yeah kj kj is doing some nice things deshaun hamilton even looking better than he has yeah. um yitor yitor struggled with with injury um there's been a couple of guys struggling with injury uh this season so yeah, we'll, we'll do a deep dive at some point. I say that all the time and then we never do. But eventually we'll do a deep dive on that. We'll do a deep dive on recruiting because we still owe you guys that. Well, let's wrap it up with your top five or top three. I don't know if I have five. Uh, Thanksgiving items. What are you going with, Pat? Hmm. Um, to me, the highlight is always – I'm a pie man. I love pie. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I, I love stuffing too. 
Yep. Um, then I'll go sweet potatoes after that. Okay. We, we should have had a draft because I'm picking almost the same ones. We should, we should have <laughs> went back and forth here. Uh, turkey's not that good. Like people who no. love turkey, like get over yourself. Turkey's it's fine. It's a tradition. You eat it because it's there. It's good cold the next day on sandwiches. But like, if you're sitting there going like, oh, I love this turkey. I think, I think you're, I think you're faking. Like you're one of those people who like gets excited about the holiday and about the turkey because you think it's like the cool thing to do. Like maybe you deep fry your turkey and like, oh, you just haven't had a good one yet. Like, listen, I'm sure it's tasty, but like, I'm just not going to write home about it. My, um, my nightmare is going to a Christmas where they also do turkey. Oh, why would you? Are you an why idiot? Would you? No, you can have so many better options. What, is, what do you do for, for Christmas? What's your tradition? We do either a ziti or a lasagna. Nice. And a prime rib. That's, That's how you do it. Yeah, my family does the same, actually. We do steaks Christmas Eve most of the time. And then Christmas dinner, we do Italian food. Um, yeah. As you can see by my red beard, I'm very Italian, not Irish. Maybe a little uh, manigot, you know? Oh, hell yeah. A little stuffed shell, some ravioli. Let's go. You get the charcuterie board or the gobble gold or supersada. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, but back to Thanksgiving. Yeah, my top three, it's, it's stuffing. Obviously, my dad makes great stuffing. Uh, mashed potatoes. Any kind of potato, I'm happy. Uh, mashed potatoes are great. A little garlic mashed if you have them. Uh, then my mom does the sweet potatoes, or I guess they're yams. I never know what same the difference between those two are. Are they the same? same? Yeah. All right, good. Good. We're learning here today, guys. We're learning. Uh, but my mom makes them with uh, little marshmallows melted on top. So when I was a kid, I would just pick the marshmallows off and eat them because like, I was like, ew, ew, sweet potatoes. Now I've gotten old. I have a refined palate. Sweet potatoes are fucking delicious. Uh, so that's become, become a favorite of mine. Um, so yeah, good question, Sweens. Did um, I, I think also see a, a top five football movies question that we got? Oh, did we? Did I miss that one? I thought we had one. Um, I'm in our mentions right now. Dun, 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 dun. It's probably, it, actually, I think I remember seeing that, but I'm not seeing it right now. Who asked that? I don't Do remember. remember. No. All right, well, it, what was the question? Just top five football movies? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have a list prepared. Uh, let's, let's, do a couple, let's do a couple off the top. And do then you want to do a draft? Bring, let's do a draft. We'll bring, that, okay. we'll bring that back fully for next week in case we miss any, but let's do a draft of like just some of the best. Okay. First overall, am I, am I getting the first overall pick? <laughs> Presumably. You just took it, so go yeah. for it. <laughs> it's, a, it's America. That's how you do it, baby. Yeah, fair. Uh, first overall, you got to go remember the Titans. Damn it. Damn it. I really, I, I know, but I thought you were going to be like, I thought you were going to have something like a little bit quirky that like you just loved and you were going to let me get, remember the oh, Titans. That's probably going to be my second pick. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Remember the Titans is, is, I mean, it's, it's an, it's the all time football movie and it's probably in like my top 10 of all time, just favorites. Um, I'm going to go with, with a, a favorite, a classic for me. Uh, Pain heels, chicks, dig scars, glory last forever that is shane falco in the replacements great great movie that is a tremendous one i hope i got that quote right (laughs) all right what do you got next i also i am googling football movies right now so it's not completely off the top of my head my my second favorite Uh uh, this is a tough one i might have to push my quirky one down a third just so i can spend my second in friday night lights Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting the heavy hitters out of the way. You know, Friday Night Lights. y'all want to win, but boobian. Friday Night Lights is an absolute classic. Yeah. And I mean, and it, and it, and it spawned the TV show, which is one of my favorite shows. Of, I, I know a lot of people who put Friday Night Lights ahead of Remember the Titans. Oh, I think. Now, would I do it? No, but I know people who do. No, I think that's very false. Uh, and actually the list that I'm looking at right now has that same thing. I think that's false. I think Remember the Titans is clear in a way. Number one. Um, Okay, so you went, remember the Titans, I got replacements. You went, uh, fucking Friday Night, Lights. Friday Night Lights. I mean, there's so many classics that I should pick right now, like that I should. I'm like, all right, this like, I'm not going to say them out loud. You'll get them eventually, but I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do it. Shout out to our, our, our Philly friends. Uh, we're going Invincible. Invincible's a remember great that one. Mark, oh, Mark, yeah. Cool. Mark Wahlberg, come on. It's, listen, listen, of course the classics are going to gonna come flying off the board here, but that's just a fun movie. And I really enjoyed it, so I'm going with that one. Okay, I like that. Oh, fuck, I, I have one that I should have just went with and I missed it. Oh, God, I hope you don't take it. No, I'm going with my, maybe my personal favorite football movie here, The Program. 
Oh. It's a really obscure one. Okay. Have you ever seen the program? No, I know of it, though. It's a movie from the 90s where James Kahn is essentially the head coach of Florida State. Okay. Um, and they have, like, this Heisman candidate quarterback coming into the season, this nutjob roidhead defensive end, <laughs> this absolute insane inside linebacker. It is tremendous. There's injuries. There's steroids. There's rape scandals. There is everything in this movie. Jeez. And there is absolutely James Kahn covering it up. <laughs> okay okay so if you guys need a fun lighthearted movie to watch check out the program oh it's um, so good it's so good oh god um all right how many are we doing are we doing top five or, or... top five okay okay good because i have a couple left that i want um I, i'm gonna go with i i thought i was gonna miss this one this is again i can't believe we're, we're pushing like any given sunday down the list i'm sorry i know there's gonna be fans of that that are kicking us right now go little giants man Little Giants. Little nice. Giants is an absolute listen. The annexation of Puerto Rico is one of the greatest plays of all time that we've actually kind of seen come to life in like all of these weird trick plays that the NFL is doing. Um, it's just a classic movie. Um, it, it's, you know, shout out Rick, Rick, Rick Moranis recently got punched in the face in New York City. He's a legend. Um, Ed O'Neill, I mean, just, you know, legend in that movie. Um, a lot of people are legends, as you, as you can get what I'm saying. Great movie, Little Giants. That's my number three pick. Lock it in. Number four. Okay, Go ahead. I like it. Number four. I'm gonna go with Varsity Blues. Fuck! That was gonna be hard. <laughs> Damn it! I, I, I was debating picking Varsity Blues there and then going Little Giants. Oh, that's a great yeah. pick. Varsity Blues is. I mean, you, again, you got it all. You got the injury to the star quarterback. You've got the whipped cream bikini. You got yep. wainers on the glass. Look, what more can you ask? <laughs> what more can you ask for? You know, you know what I give. You know what I give that pick. I give it a ten. Ten. <laughs> I give it a ten. That's the sleeper oh. pick of the draft. Varsity Blues at four. Damn, that was gonna. That was gonna be my pick. Fuck. Um, this list that I have is awful, by the way. Um, damn. Okay, my number four. My number four is gonna be. I I like like just cheesy movies in general. Like I don't love like. The actual, the one that's like really like the, like I said, any given Sunday, I should have picked by now, but I haven't. Um, I'm probably not going to. It's a fine movie. I enjoy it. Um, not top five either. I have one that I'm saving for five, but I also hope you don't gonna, you don't take it. Um, you know what? You know what? I, you know what? For number four, I will go. There's like two I'm picking between right now. I'm gonna go. We are Marshall. It's uplifting. McConaughey, I believe, is the guy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, it's a good, fun movie. Not fun. It's a good, good, enjoyable movie. Makes you feel good about life. Um, very sad, but uplifting after the fact. We are Marshall. Lock it in for number four. What is your number five? If you pick the one I'm thinking of, I'm going to punch you through the screen. Um, this is, this is a tough one for me because I'm, I'm eschewing Rudy. I'm not, I'm not putting Rudy in the top five. And a lot of people won't no. like that. No. And I'm, I'm also excluding another football movie I really love in Brian's song. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I am going with The Express. Wow. Nice pick. Nice yes. pick. I love it. And it's a very sad ending, but it's, it, there, there's, it, it's uplifting. It's sad. It's, it's emotional. There's race yeah. relations. I, and, there, and there's good football scenes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's an excellent pick. Um, I totally forgot about that movie. Um, there's a couple here that I'm also going to put in the honorable mention category. I love The Longest Yard, the, the modern one with Adam Sandler. Oh, Very yes. enjoyable movie. I'm going to put that in the honorable mentions. Um, there's a couple other that probably should be in here. Again, Any Given Sunday should be here. Um, Leatherheads uh, is on this list. Um, Waterboy, fantastic. I'm not going to put it in there right now. Jerry Maguire, not going to put it in there right now. Uh, I am saving number five for, I say this kind of sarcastically. Kind of. One of my favorite movies of all time, because it's so bad, I am picking Draft Day. Have Draft you seen Day. this movie? Have you seen I this did, movie? Is, is that the one with Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Is Bill Burr in that is, movie? I don't think so. Okay. Kevin Costner, uh, Dennis Leary's in it, Jennifer Garner. Um, it, is, it is one of the worst movies I have ever seen, but it is so comically bad. Like the entire movie is about one draft and about he's the GM for the Cleveland Browns and him trying to turn the Browns around. Uh, but like, they're, they're like the terminology is just so awkward. Like they don't they don't call him like 
first round picks, second round picks. They keep calling them like number ones and number twos, which I've never heard anyone actually say before. And maybe they do behind closed doors. He's like, I need all my number ones back. Come on, man. Like, they just feel so forced, so lame, so awful. Um, and the, the, they, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, they don't pick the surefire thing quarterback, like the, the Trevor Lawrence, basically, because none of his teammates went to his birthday. So that means that he has character issues. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. It is so, so comically bad that it becomes enjoyable. And I've watched it like three times. So draft day, the number five pick. Okay, I like it. And that wraps up the uh, favorite football movies draft off the top of the head. Maybe one day we'll do some research. We'll come back. We'll bring it, we'll bring it and lock a real one in. But I think that's pretty good for off the top of the head. I don't think I would change mine with any research. I, might, I would probably take Varsity Blues earlier so you couldn't take it, to be honest. But no, that's your um, it, is, it is. You know, I'm happy with Little Giants. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy with Little Giants. I love Little Giants. Um, but that's our nice show. Icebox did porn at one point. Really? Yeah. I think it was a soft core. But Oh, God. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. No, because she'll forever be the kid in the movie in my head. No, 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 sorry. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Great, great movie. Great question, whoever asked that. I'm sorry, I I don't see that in my mentions right now. Maybe they deleted it. Uh, But that's our show. We're 0-5. I I tweeted this out. We're going to try to come up with some some better segments to keep this interesting because, of course, we're not going to just sit here every week and talk about the same things being wrong with the team. Hopefully we get a win next week and we can turn this around and be a little bit of positive. Um, but that's all we got for now. So thank you for writing in. Thank you for your questions. Hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving this week. Uh, if you are traveling, if you are seeing family, be safe. Hopefully you got tested beforehand. I hope everyone is safe, healthy, happy. Uh, Pat, anything to leave, uh, leave the listeners with? Oh, thanks for still tuning in guys. We appreciate you. Yeah, that is the biggest one. So appreciate your support as always. Uh, give us some fun questions. We'll do some more of these hypotheticals, more top fives, more drafts. Um, we'll make those. We'll make those a recurring part, and we'll get better at them so they're not as as drawn out like this one was. But we're on five. We can only go up from here. We can only go up from here. Keep the faith. Stay positive. Good vibes only. We are.